wherever you are, jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. <coughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. So good evening. Good evening to you and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us for what we trust will be an amazing time in God's word this evening. For those who join us only on Wednesdays, happy new month to you. Welcome to a new month. I trust you have crossed over into this new month of perfect peace as the Lord has given us his word and his instruction. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So this is KICC, Kingsway International Christian Center here in the GTA, Ontario, Canada, where we are raising champions and we are taking territories. For those tuning in for the first time, thank you so much. We love you. Thank you for the honor. Thank you for the privilege to come into your homes to bring the word of God to you. We trust that together we're going to have an amazing time in God's word. Today, or this evening I should say, is very, very um, significant because we are starting a new conversation. We're going to be having a series which I, I shouldn't really call a teaching series because... Um, Essentially, what we are going to be doing over the Wednesdays in November will be a training. And I, I was just discussing with our pastor in charge of um, education um, that at the end of this November's Wednesdays, we're going to have a, uh, a quiz, a test, an online test. And for those who pass the test, you will send out certificates virtually um, of proficiency. The, the, the subject we are going to be discussing this month is very important. It's not just for members of KICC. I believe every believer, every believer needs to be trained and equipped in the art of effective evangelism and soul winning. All right. So our theme on Wednesdays in the month of November is go, go. All right, that's the, it's an instruction. It says go. All right, and together we're going to delve into God's word a bit slower than usual because all we are doing is a training and you are going to be tested. All of us will be tested and we will get, of course, you know the certificate is just a certificate. The whole essence is who you would have become at the end of this training and what you would use that information, all right, to achieve in the earth. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Of course, you know, we are still open. It's a privilege to still be able to gather in person uh, as we pay attention to all what is going on in the world around us. Thank God that he has kept us. He has protected us. He has shielded us. And to that end, for those who have been attending in-person services, you can testify. I know there are those that say, Pity, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can say. We are team online. <laughs> All right, and I'm I, I'm not going to give up on you. I am not going to give up on you. I won't stop until I can see you. I know we are managing the space. I know we have less chairs available, trying to ensure that we are compliant with the public health guidelines and regulations. But I want to please encourage you, book for service. All right, the link is on your screen. And if it is not clear, go to the website, www.kicccanada, three Cs, all right, dot C-A. On the home page, you'll be directed on how to register. If you go to bitbit.ly forward slash my seat, K-I-C-C, you'll be directed. You can register for the first service, which is 10 a.m., or you can register for the second service, which is 11.30. Each service is just one hour long. I think I, I, I mean, I mean, just one hour on a Sunday. I think you should plan to join us on Sunday. 
All right, so please book, book. It's going to be an amazing service. It's going to be an amazing service. The Lord has started with us powerfully already in the month of November. And you heard some of the testimonies we shared last week. It's a big, big confirmation. Not that we never doubted, but it's, it's comforting to have tangible expressions, all right, that the Lord is indeed with us. We give him all the glory, and I can't wait to hear your own testimony. Glory to God. Glory to God. Also, we started a, a challenge on Sunday, the surge challenge. If you've not heard about it, it's because you don't want to hear about it. Praise God. If you are not in church, if you didn't tune in online, if you missed the rebroadcast on Monday, all right, and you're under the sound of my voice now, there is an invitation, there's a call, all right, for you to engage in at least one hour of praying and not alone with a partner to ensure that accountability, all right. And I want to encourage you, if you've not done it, there is no, there is no punishment. I am strongly encouraging you in the words of the Apostle Paul, I strongly beseech thee, all right, please obey. When instructions come like this, especially when, I mean, this is what we should be doing. I want to encourage you, please obey, do it, find someone, stay accountable. Someone say, what if I have my own schedule? Allow someone into your space. Let them join your schedule for just this spirit. It's not an everlasting challenge. It's just to allow us to build that surge, to have that power bank full to capacity um, so that we can see all and unveil all God is set to do in this season. Glory to God. I said glory to God. You know, I won't go into the word without appreciating. I, I think we need to get used to this because the team we have here are, I'm getting short of words now. I'm getting short of words. I, it looks like I'm going to be doing this every week because they keep raising the bar every week. So for everyone, you know yourselves, you hear me, I see you, God sees you, all right, ensuring that the cog there is no cog in the wheel and that the machine is running effectively. God sees you. I appreciate you from the depth of my heart. I love you guys so much. For those who have committed your time, committed their resources, will come in when no other person is here just to ensure that the space is ready, the space is safe. And also those who ensure that the online community also are able to partake. I love you guys so much. God bless you. God bless you. Keep on serving your master. Your reward, your reward will demarcate you. I, I can say that confidently. Our God is faithful and he is a rewarder. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So are you ready for the word this evening? As I said, it's going to be a training. So we're going to, to go a little bit slower than we'll normally would. And our emphasis in the month of November is gaining skill and artistry in evangelism and soul winning. Let us pray. Father, as we delve into your word, we ask for light, illumination. Beyond understanding, we ask for an impregnation of grace and a burden for souls. That we will no longer be at ease in Zion. But we will have the burden for the souls that are on their way to hell if we continue to remain silent. Thank you, Father, for your supply of your spirit. Thank you because after this training... We will not just become competent, but will become effective. And that the harvest, the harvest, the harvest, the harvest indeed will be unleashed. Thank you, gracious Father, for in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen and amen. All right. So if it is a training, it means you're going to have to get out your notes or your smart devices or your phones 
or your tablet, whatever it is you, you're going to use to capture. Remember, there's going to be a test at the end of this. Trust me, it's going to be one of the easiest tests. All right, easiest. If, if, you, if you fail the test, it means the plan was to fail it. <laughs> Praise God. It's going to be, and I kid you not, it's going to be extremely, extremely easy. Not because you want everybody to pass it, but because the material itself would have been broken down in a very practical way. Praise God. All right, let's go to our text for the month, which is popularly called in Christian circles, the Great Commission. The Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, I'll read from verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I'm sure it's on your screen. All right, he says, Go therefore. So that's where our theme for the month is from. Go. Go therefore, based on this authority. So you can see, not just anybody can get up and go. It is the one to whom authority has been given. We'll get to that shortly. Go therefore, it doesn't say, go therefore and talk. It doesn't say, go therefore and plan events. It doesn't say, go therefore and do programs. It doesn't say, go therefore and do meetings. It says, go therefore and make disciples. The vision is clear. All right? And I need us to follow. The vision is very clear. If, if the vision is wrong, then all the activities, we might be clocking in activities, but they won't count. It says that the mission is to go and make disciples of all nations. Having done that, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, it now gives us an additional um, job description. It says, teaching them, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And let the church say big. Okay, you didn't get that. Let the church say a big. Glory to God. Glory to God. Someone asked that, how do you, how do you sense when we say amen and when we don't say amen? Sometimes you're right. Because sometimes you just move on. We actually said amen. Sometimes, you don't know I can see you. I literally can see. If you turn left, you, you might just see me. <laughs> glory to God. I said glory to God. So this evening, we are going to lay the foundation. What exactly is evangelism? What exactly is soul winning? What exactly is discipleship? All right, those are terms that we use interchangeably. What exactly is evangelism? What exactly is soul winning? What exactly is discipleship? My assignment and your test, all right, from today's lesson will be understanding evangelism. Understanding evangelism. That is the plan. Understanding evangelism. And let me just say this. One of the biggest, biggest purposes that are dearest, now I'm using big superlative words because this is extremely vital. One of the biggest purposes closest to the Father's heart, especially in these last days, is for a mighty move and a push for the saving of souls, for the transformation of those who are on their way to hell. We find out that the body of Christ today has become largely distracted by our needs and by our pains that the only thing and the only conversations we want to have with God are conversations about ourselves and our needs and never about, Father, what is on your mind? What is your agenda for this city? What is your agenda for this nation? What is your agenda? What is my role in that master plan? All right, so let's go to today's focus scriptures. Remember, we've read 
Matthew 28, the Great Commission. We are going to be standing on that throughout this four-week training. All right, I want to show us Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3, showing us that those who will tap into this are those who are wise. Those who understand that all these things I am chasing after, maybe indeed, if I did the bidding of the Father, maybe indeed scripture will be fulfilled in my life and all these things will be added. Maybe, perhaps, this could be the, the, the gap in the entire equation. This could be the, the, the final piece in terms of completing that full stature of readiness for these last days. And I know there are many believers today who can say amazing testimonies about they trusted God for a job, how they trusted God for a car, how they trusted God for a spouse, how they trusted God for many things. Very seldom we do hear testimonies of how I trusted God for souls and how God gave me access to the number of souls I desired. All right, and as a church, we are making that push for 2021. After the training, we will test the waters in December. That each person that will choose to say yes, each person, not of course, my hope is that everybody will, but for each person, we will have reached out to 365 souls in the year 2021. And that of those 365, depending on your faith, a large chunk of them will not just have received the word, but their souls would have been won and they would have become disciples. That is our desire. That is our prayer. We are not just going to say it. We are going to train for it. We are going to pray towards it. We are going to strategize towards it. And we are going to work towards it. And we will see it happen in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, I'm speaking to you right now that you will be a part of that move. You will be a part of that army. In addition to the multiple testimonies you will share, December 31st at the crossover service, if Jesus tarries 2021, you will stand and say, I never knew I could speak to someone. I never knew I could win a soul. I've been a Christian for X years. I never knew. But in the year 2021, the Lord gave me X number of souls. For those of us who are reaching all out and stretching our faith to the maximum, 365 souls on fire for Jesus, born again, destinies that were on their way to hell, now they've discovered Jesus, and they themselves will bring many to salvation. Praise God. I said praise God. Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3, those who are wise shall shine mm. like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Those who are wise. Those who are wise. So he's saying, not everybody will get this. Others will prefer to do their own thing. Others will continue business as usual, status quo. All right? But he says, those who are wise. Those who are wise. Glory to God. Isaiah chapter 52 and verse 7. Remember our task. All right? At the end of today's lesson, everybody who has taken part of today's lesson should understand what evangelism is. That's the plan. Next week, we have another objective. And up until week four, by the time we are done, you will be a sophisticated, skilled evangelist and soul winner. Glory to God. Do you believe this? Praise God. It says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace, who brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. 
How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them who bring good news. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them who bring good news. Glory to God. Glory to God. So from these two scriptures, we've read Daniel 12, 3, Isaiah 52, 7. It says that the wise ones, the wise ones will arise, will unlock. Remember the armor of the believer in Ephesians chapter 6. All right, their feet shot with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Good news. We are carriers. The default build of the believer is on the assumption that we are preaching the gospel, reaching out to the lost. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let me say this very quickly um, before we delve into the main task for the evening. Let me just chip this in here. When you take a, a detailed survey of the body of Christ, your diagnosis will be one of distraction. One of distraction. Generally. Generally. And um, I say this as an indictment to all of us, including myself, that we have excelled in other areas at the detriment of excellence in soul winning. We have. We have. Generally. Generally. And that is changing in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. Remember, Apostle Paul his title, his designation was apostle, but he did the work of an evangelist. Going from city to city, engaging people and meeting them at the level that they were. All right? If what you do is synagogue, I'm coming to the synagogue to meet you. If what you do is in the open square, in, this, in, the, in the galleries, I'm coming there to meet you. Wherever it is you are, whatever language you speak, if you speak poetry... I'm speaking poetry with you. If you're in the language of philosophy, let's discuss your philosophers. If what you only talk about is sports, you only talk about soccer, you only talk about basketball, you only talk politics, I will meet you there, but I will leave you with the gospel. It was a deliberate agent. Deliberate agent. Remember, the wise ones with beautiful feet. Everyone's agents. And I pray that everyone will find you as an agent. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. So Paul, an apostle, he did the work of an evangelist. He, he planted churches. He grew churches. He went, encouraged them with letters. All right? And he wrote to Timothy, his son. He said, do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of your ministry. I'm going to be quoting some scriptures that are not on your slide. Make full proof of your ministry. It means that every Remember, Timothy was a pastor. In terms of office now, not title. Any ministry that neglects the place of evangelism cannot make full proof of the grace of God on that ministry, no matter the results you see. No matter how, how you measure the results, attendance, offering, um, views on YouTube, impact on social media, impact in the community, charity, no matter, there's no metric you want to use. You've not made full proof, scripturally speaking. This is a call from heaven for us to get back to the place of evangelism, to make full proof of our ministries, irrespective of your title. If you're an apostle, do the work of an evangelist. If you're a prophet, do the work of an evangelist. If you are a teacher, do the work of an evangelist. If you're an evangelist, do the work of an evangelist. Glory to God. I remember from the Great Commission, there are two things, irrespective of your office, you have to do. You do the work of an evangelist, and then teaching them, teaching them, teaching them, teaching them. Glory to God. Glory to God. So, because this is a training, because this is a training, there are some skill behavioral tips that I'll be giving us in the course of the lesson. 
And I pray that the Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So our teaching objective is what exactly is evangelism? Evangelism is coined out, or to evangelize is coined out from the Greek word euangelion. All right, you don't have to write it, you don't have to spell it out. What we need to know is what the word means. And if you've done sales before, you've done sales training, you will discover that companies pay a lot of dollars in training their sales agents. We have nice names for them today. We call them sales representatives, sales development representatives, business development representatives. They send out emails, cold emails. They, they send out, they make calls, cold calls. Hello, this is Mr. X from this duct cleaning. I'm sure you guys know the duct cleaning <laughs> calls you get. All right, and you're wondering, some of you have even seen people who knock on your doors, knock on your doors trying to sell you a product. How come people who are selling things that are temporal seem to have more motivation than we that we have something? Pardon my use of the word thing. All right, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are literally, all right, trading in eternal life. That is what we are offering to people. How come our voice is the one that is not loud? How come our passion is the one that is zero? Could it be indeed that we feel we are not on the payroll? Could that be why? Because when you audit this matter, you are wondering, what exactly is wrong with us? Do we need a paycheck? Do we need a paycheck for us to get up? Or do we need training? I think that's the answer. What we need is training. What we need is training. No matter how unskillful you are, if you open your heart to training and you receive the grace of God that is available, you'll become a more skillful evangelist. You might not be a big title. We might not celebrate you on the altar. These lights might not come on you, but everyone will know. This new 50 people, this new 100 people who are now serving God faithfully in the church, who are now on their way to heaven, it was because of your obedience. Everyone will register it. And I pray that these words will come as fire born in your hearts with a passion for, for souls, with a real passion for souls. Glory to God. So, Yuan literally, follow me this evening, literally means one who runs with a message. One who runs with a message. Now, the moment we dissect that definition, there are two things that become apparent. There is the running and there is the message. There is the running and there is the message. It means, now follow me, this is where it gets interesting. Let me drop my clicker. It means that if you are not running, then you are not doing something right. If there is no message, you are not doing something right. If you are running and there is no message, it is not effective evangelism. If you are not running and there is a message, which is where a lot of us are, it's a comfort zone. Once in six months, I go to the mall, the Spirit of God says, talk to this person. I, I just disobey, 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 disobey. One day I'm just tired of disobeying. Reluctantly, just like, Jesus loves you. And then moving on, <laughs> glory to God. So if you are not running, but you have the message, it is not effective evangelism. If you are running and there is no message, and some of us know people who are running, there is that urgency. They knock on your doors, you see them at the intersections, they are send, send, passing flyers, and you are saying, well, this is not the gospel. What are, you, what are you preaching? Well, you that has the right message, you are not sharing anything. You are not running. There is no urgency there. All right? So the two pivotal standpoints of effective evangelism is urgency and the right message. 
urgency and the right message. Someone sharp just said, that's question one of the test. <laughs> Glory to God. There must be urgency and there must be the right message. So we're going to just cover, you can see it's not, it's not lengthy. Urgency and the right message. Let me take us to a story in 2 Samuel chapter 18, verse 19 to 32. You, you, you might not see this as a scripture that says anything about evangelism, but it talks about running, it talks about urgency, it talks about a message. And there is no better way to explain the concept of effective message bearing. I remember, I'll never forget, one day, a couple of years back in my country of birth, I was in the bus, public transport. And, and I, when I use these examples, people think of Go Trade, you know, Mississippi, My Way, Brampton Transit, and all those cute um, buses. No, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not talking of that. All right. And then this person just said, Let us pray. Was very loud. Let us pray. Prayed this prayer. And next thing, I was expecting to hear a message about Jesus. And the person just started, you are going to hellfire. And you are going to hellfire. Everybody in this bus. If you don't give your life to Christ, you are going to hellfire. He says, and then the next, the journey, he just focused on this lady who, in my very liberal estimation, was extremely well-dressed. The only thing she, she did wrong was the dress had a sleeve. All right? And she was there. And this guy just picked on her. For instance, this lady right here, she's wearing sleeveless. She's leading people to hell. She's tempting people. She's going to hellfire. If you continue, I was embarrassed for the lady. I was embarrassed for the man. I said, this is not the gospel. This is not the gospel. There was urgency to it. was running. But not with the gospel. Second Samuel 18, verse 19. The background to this story is that King David had been ousted in a nicely deployed coup by his own son. And somehow, miraculously, the kingdom was about to be restored. So there was news to be carried to King David from the battlefront. So let's read together. We'll read from verse 19 all the way to verse 32. It's a bit lengthy. It's a bit lengthy, so don't sleep on me. There will be test questions from these scriptures, all right? So let's pay attention together. Then Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, said, let me run now. Can you see that? And take the news to the king, how the Lord has avenged him of his enemies. Now Joab said to him, you shall not take the news this day, for you shall take news another day, but today shall take no news, because the king's son is dead. So what Joab is saying is you can run, but there's no message today. There's no message. Then Joab said to the Cushite, go, tell the king what you have seen. Some people are already reading with the lens of the spirit, and they are seeing here prophetically the nation that God is raising to take the news to the ends of the earth. Some people just saw that now. Go tell the king what you have seen. He says, so the Cushite bowed himself to Joab and ran. And Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok, said again to Joab, but whatever happens, please let me also run after the Cushite. So Joab said, why will you run, my son, since you have no news ready? But whatever happens, he said, let me run, let me run, let me go, let me go. So he said, run. Then Ahimaaz ran by the way of the plain and did what? Outran the one with the message. And that's what we see going on today. 
those who seem to have no message seem to be louder, seem to be more prominent. They seem to be more backed by their own agendas. And sometimes it breaks your heart. If only this platform was for Jesus. If only this platform was for Jesus. Guess what? You also have been commissioned to run. And it is my prayer that the grace that makes for effective running, effective delivery of the message, and effective conversion of souls, that grace will rest upon us. In the mighty name of Jesus, verse 24, it says, Now David was sitting between the two gates, and the watchman went up to the roof over the gate to the wall, lifted his eyes and looked, and there was a man running alone. Then the watchman cried out and told the king, he said, If he's alone, there is news in his mouth. Assumption. And he came rapidly and drew near. Then the watchman saw another man running, and the watchman called to the gatekeeper and said, There is another man running alone. And the king said, He also brings good news. So the watchman said, I think the running of the first is like the running of Ahimaaz, the son of Zadok. He says, this urgency, we know it. We know these ones. These ones that can knock your door minus 50 degrees in the pitch of the snow. We know them. And you guys know them. You know them. They, they give you those flyers and magazines. You know them. And you are wondering what sort of indoctrination, what sort of urgency, where is this from? He says, we know him. This is Ahimaaz. And the king said, he's a good man. Comes with good news. And I must called out and said to the king, All is well. Then he bowed down with his face to the earth before the king and said, Blessed be the Lord, your God who has delivered up the men who raised their hand against my lord the king. Then the king said, Is the young man Absalom safe? And I must said, Well, when Joab said the king's servant and me, your servant, I saw a great tumult, but I did not know what it was about. And the king said, Turn aside. Hmm. When you run, and this is this is instructive in evangelism in life. In everything, when you have zeal without knowledge, when you are running without a message, hmm, the response of life will be turn aside, turn aside and stand here. So he turned aside and stood still. Just then the Kushite came, glory to God, and said, there is good news, my lord, the king, for the Lord has avenged you this day of all those who raised against you. And the king said to the Cushite, is the young man safe? Is Absalom safe? So the Cushite said, may the enemies of my lord, the king, and all who rise against you, do arm be like that young man. And the story continues. Glory to God. So we said, Yohan Gelion, Yohan Gelion, pardon me, in case there's someone from Greece who is watching, all right? I'm not native Greek, as you can probably tell. Glory to God. All right, but there is a running, an urgency, and there is a rightness of the message. Rightness of the message. Now, what does it mean to run? What does urgency mean? Three things that urgency means. I need you to write someone and say this is question two. I don't know. I'm not the one setting the questions. <laughs> Maybe I'll set some questions, some trick questions. You know, the questions that can make you get 100%, not just to pass. Maybe I'll set a few. Glory to God. Someone is saying, ah, PD, you must not lecture me. I, I'm very nice. I'm lenient. And ask my wife. Glory to God. So what does urgency mean? Number one, it means we prioritize. We prioritize. It means if there are ten things to do, we will make this reaching out to souls number one. It means if we have $10 left in our account, we will prioritize evangelism. It means if it is raining, if it is snowing, if it is wet, if it is hot, we will prioritize evangelism. It says there is a concept there of urgency that will make you prioritize this. That will make us say, 
This indeed is the Father's instruction. Let me tell you the way God has set things up. He sets things up in a way that everything you want, listen to me, and everything you need are all tied to the results of our obedience. When we begin to walk in disobedience or we begin to negate divine order, not necessarily disobedience, all right, but it's just misappropriation. When we begin to do that, what we now, what we are doing automatically is we are making the responsibility for the fulfillment of other things to rest on us. And that's when you find people who are saying all sorts, trying all sorts because they are not walking kingdom principles. Prioritize the gospel. Every way and with every means, and we're going to come to the practical ways this will be done. Someone is saying, PD, so how do I do it? I can't talk to people. I'm shy. Is it okay if I just post a tweet a day? Jesus loves you. What if I just share tracts? Is that okay? Um, what if I post a movie on my, on my Instagram about people burning in hellfire? Is that okay? We're going to get to practical places, practical ways to do this. But number one is to prioritize, prioritize. Number two, aggressively chase after. Aggressively chase after, all right? If you've ever done a sales job before, there is a training on how to, how to respond to people who are going to say no. It's, it's training. So when you call up someone and say, oh, oh how, how are you doing? Um, I'm involved in this business. When I bring two people, you also bring two people. I get this amount. When those two people bring, people know where I'm going with this. Then you get this amount. And oh, no, I'm not interested. I've not done this before. The unskilled ones, you say, okay, bye. The very skilled ones, they'll say, oh, no, I, I know you've heard a lot about a lot of these Ponzi schemes and pyramid schemes and multi-level marketing stuff. I've been there. I understand you perfectly. I had the same reservations about this same one. But guess what? I intelligently set up an experiment, and it works. If you want, I can show you a copy of my bank accounts. Now, what you are doing there is that you are pushing. You are pushing a bit further to someone who would have said no. And then suddenly the person says, well, okay. If you can show me a picture of a real transaction, then I could believe you. He says, sure, send, it, send me your email address. Contact. Email re received. Then they put you into a cadence. Automate, they, auto they automate your destiny. And then you get messages, you get reminders until the deal is closed before they now hand you over to customer service. So when you say, Peter, how do you know all these things? Because I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. And then even with that, deal closed, handed over to customer service. Glory to God. Glory to God. So what does it mean to run? What is urgency? We prioritize. What else is urgency? We aggressively chase. You, 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 you can't say no and go. I can't leave you like this. I want you to know I'm praying for you. And I know very soon, very soon, very soon, you'll be on fire for Jesus. We don't begin to drop those warnings to people. We'll talk about rapport building, starting conversations. We'll do all of the training. We'll get, it gets deeper from next week. All right. We prioritize. We aggressively chase. Praise God. Praise God. So it is possible to run without a message. It is possible to have urgency without a message. The next question, basically, is, so, what is the message? What is the message? What exactly is the message? Now, the gospel is good news. I want us to say this three times. Let it sink in. Because as simple as it is, many don't get it. So, together, church, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Want to go? The gospel is good news. Again, the gospel 
is good news. Okay, now let's go back. The gospel is good news. What that means, if it is the gospel, now there, there is a story leading to the gospel, but the outcome is that it ends with good news and it offers hope to the hearer. Immediately, you can begin to tell that if, and if there's someone that sounds my voice, the reason why you became born again was because you went for a crusade and you watched the movie. You know, some people born in, born in, born in, born in, born in, born in, born in. And the pastor came after the movie and said, This is you. This will be you. If you don't give your life to Jesus now, and rapture happens now, this is going to be you. You will born. You will born. You will born. I don't, hey, I don't want to born. I don't want to born. Just run. Run forward. I don't want to burn. You run forward. Let me tell you what happened. Some weeks and months afterwards, you will just discover this, this health thing. Is it really true? Even if it is true, it's not really now. Even if it is really now. I, I'm not the first Christian. Look at the other Christians around me. What's going on? Your motivation was fear, not love. You, re- you heard bad news, not good news. Bad news does not sustain. Romans 1.16 is not on your screen. It says, this is Paul speaking. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God. It is the power of God unto salvation. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It is the power of God. So if it is not good news, there is no power. It takes power to be saved. It takes power for someone who is literally on the highway, toll free. All right, to hell, to, it takes power to change an eternal destination. And this is what we do, many times we don't understand what has been committed to us. It doesn't say the gospel contains God's power. It says the gospel is the very power of God unto salvation. That someone who is, I don't know, sometimes eternity is, is unfathomable for us on this side. It's just like a long time. That's the way we explain it. Eternity is not just a long time. Eternity is a separate existence where time even bows. Eternal damnation in hell is real. But the good news is that doesn't have to be you. There is eternal joy, eternal, everlasting life for us. That's the good news. So we balance it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Am I saying we shouldn't tell people about hell? No. Hell is scriptural. Indeed, it exists. Heaven is real. Hell is real. But we are not. I don't know about you. I'm not a bearer of bad news. I'm a bearer of good news. I know hell exists, but it's not for you. And that's all I have to tell you. It is not for you. You have no business going there. It was created for Satan and his courts and for those who will deliberately choose to walk in disobedience. Not for you. For you, there is a home placed, prepared for you. A place in the presence of the Father made for you. You receive this gift by faith. Seize from your stress, from your works. Let me show you a better way, a more excellent way. He says, how do you do it? How do you do it? Everybody's depressed. Everybody's getting suicide. How do you do it? I found a better way. I found a better way. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Are you still with me this evening? All right, please don't tune off. Don't tune off just yet. We are building here. First Corinthians chapter 15. I'll read verse 3 and verse 4. What exactly is the good news? It means that if you cannot find these components in a message, the gospel has not been preached. If the gospel has not been preached, there is no power unto salvation. There might be motivation unto pretense. Those are completely different things. Power unto salvation 
is different from motivation to pretense. Motivation to pretense means, you want me to cut my hair? I'll cut it. You want me to shave my beard? I will shave it. You want me to start wearing scarf? I'll wear scarf. Oh, it's beret you like? I'll wear beret. No makeup? Oh, no, fine. No makeup. You want me to speak in a certain way like, Hi, Brother James. Hello, Sister Agnes. If that's what, I can do that. That is motivation for pretense. That is behavioral adjustments that will still nicely rot in hell. It says, but there is something called power unto deliverance. Power that guarantees eternal life. Only the gospel can guarantee that. Only the gospel. So if we, if we search the message and we do not find these components, the gospel has not been preached. What that means is power has not been released and that person will be in a, in a I did to say circle, but a cycle that was coming out. Both work. You'll be in a cycle, circling in a cycle. Woo! Yeah, that's it. Cycling in a circle. Up today, down tomorrow. Some are even investigating their Christian lives now. You don't even hear the gospel. <laughs> Glory to God. It says, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received. It says that Christ died. So one of the foundational components of the message is that Jesus died. But that is not the that is not where the message ends. Hmm. It says, and that he was buried. But that is not where the message ends. Because many others died, many others were buried. It says, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. Now, the moment you can communicate this news, all right, Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again on the third day. If you can believe that he did that, and that the reason that he did that was for you, why is he doing it for me? Because there is a debt that I owed. There is a destruction that I deserved. I was normally, by all standards, because God is a righteous judge, deserving of that damnation. Nobody didn't do anything. We did. We all were bundled in Adam when he fell. All of us bundled in mankind, not just the man. All of us have sinned. Come short of the glory of God. But Christ ensured that we didn't stay there. Glory to God. So he took our place. And he said, you will choose either to identify with the first Adam or with this new man. You will choose either to remain in this eternal destination of damnation or if you will choose eternal life. But you will not do this by your works. People have tried it. They've worked that. They behaved well. They've said, this is the last time. Father, pluck out my eyes. Pluck out my nose. This is the last time. And they still went back. There is a grace. It's called the power unto salvation. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So what's the bad news? Man lost his place. This world of sin that we live in, this world, some, you know, humans can't, you think humans can't go lower than low and you just see some news from some place, like, wow, we just, hit, we just unveiled new rock bottom. The level of depravity, decadence, for someone like me that reads a lot, I have a fascination for, for intelligence and things of that sort. And I'm reading about things and I'm like, God, how do you, how do you cope with mankind? How do you cope? He just said, my solution is Jesus. My solution is Jesus. For those of us who have this message, we've chosen to be quiet. We've chosen to be silent. Hmm. 
We've chosen to be quiet. We've chosen to be silent. It's time to begin to speak up. It's time to be, don't be comfortable. That's your neighbor. Don't be comfortable. The worst they can say is no. I remember there's urgency. There's prioritization. There's a bit of, and I'm going to teach us the, the thin line between necessary passion. I wanted to say aggressiveness. This is the word we used before. <laughs> All right. There's a thin line between that and just being blatant irritant. A thin line. A thin line. And we'll walk through that when, we, when it becomes granular and, 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 and practical. And as a church, we are putting things in place to practicalize this and to make the job easy for those who are here. This is a training I believe many who are not members of our church will connect with wherever you are. Don't say our church doesn't emphasize it. Wherever you are, you emphasize it. Stand up. Stand up. When last was a soul one in that place? Stand up. Stand up. Don't say, oh, we, we, our thing here is faith. We only talk faith. Every other thing we don't discuss it. Oh, our thing here is healing. Our thing here is marriage. In that, those things are great. Those things are great. But your faith and your marriage, they end on this side of eternity. I'm not saying God is not interested. He's deeply committed. So of course, you know, we preach the old gospel here. He's very much invested in it. But after all that, in the place where there is no time, where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity? Where will you spend eternity? It's amazing. Many people are comfortable. Oh, the weather. We, 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 let's normalize it. You talk about the weather, I talk about Jesus. You talk about sports, you talk about the Raptors, I talk about Jesus. You talk about soccer, you talk about Chelsea. Someone said, I knew pitiful smuggle Chelsea. Glory to God. All right, but we talk about Jesus. I'll meet you wherever you are. You talk about atheism, we talk about it. I meet you about Jesus. You whatever it is, I am trained enough to meet you where you are. And that's what God is doing with us this month. It is my prayer that the general in you will arise and that everyone who should not go to hell because of your obedience, I pray that their destinies will be retrieved in the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. All right, let's begin to round up now. I told you it's going to be a lengthy one. We're rounding up now and we will allow you time to soak this in, to allow the Spirit of God to, to begin to work on your heart. And I'm, I'm not going to wait till the last lesson to believe that you're going to practicalize. Some of you, what you've read alone today is already enough to spur you on. That everyone I meet in the elevator, I will give them a smile and tell them Jesus loves them. Some of you will come to church literally on Sunday. Say, PD, 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 do we have tracts? Do we have anything? Is there anything, anything I can leave at my neighbor's door? Is there anything I can use to start a conversation? Some of you will wait till the end of the month. All right, because there's already that staring up. Let my life count for the Father. Yes, he's going to ask me what I did, but I, I, I won't tell him I, I did well at my job. Great, great. But he's going to he's interested in the fruits, in the fruits. Glory to God. Second Timothy chapter 4, I read from verse 2 to 5 as we begin to round up the conversation. Preach the word, be ready in season. That means when you feel like, and out of season, when you don't feel like, it says, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering. Long-suffering, that means, guy, you're going to have to be patient. Some will respond immediately. Some will just look at you like dirt. And you just look at them. <laughs> oh, it's all because of Jesus. All right, all because of Jesus. Let's see, for you to be an effective evangelist, there's no ego there. There's no ego has died. Ego has died. Who you are, what you are worth, even your car, nothing. They don't care. This is not the great me now. This is me saying yes to my Lord, going on a function, running with a message. 
Glory to God. Long-suffering and teaching, it says in verse 3, it says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they will have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. We read this on Sunday. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. So stories. People who just want stories. Stories. Stories that touch. It's amazing. People want to talk about everything, even on news media, everywhere, any topic you want to talk about. But the moment, even any religion, it's amazing. If you want to, if, if you want to talk about no religion, if you want to talk about how a plant is now a religion, if you want to talk about how your soul is now your God, if you want to talk about how yourself, if you want to talk about your pet, anything, the world is ready to have that conversation. Anything can be your new God. Anything, the world is comfortable. Even any religion, any religious leader, they're fine. But the moment it is Jesus, you will realize there is an agenda. All right, but the times are changing, and there is an army rising in the fullness of power. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will stand up, we will wake up from our sleep, we will arouse this good news, and we will watch our world, we will watch our nation, we will watch our cities, we will watch our streets, we will watch our own corners. Come alive for Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, I need you to say a better amen. I don't know if there's any title in front of your name, but we will see your results. We will want to call you Evangelist Emeritus. You will say there's no need. I'm just doing the Father's bidding. I'm just doing it. And trust me, it feels good. It feels good. It feels good. When you make that sales call and the person tells you, oh, yes, you, you, I'm, I'm telling you as someone who has been blessed and privileged to lead souls to Christ, you sleep different. It's a different kind of fulfillment. It's a different kind of fulfillment. In, in initially, because they are newborns, there is that dimension of responsibility. All right, I will get into the part of discipleship later. But it feels different. If you, your life begins to count different, and I'm grateful to God. And what that does is it, it spurs you up for more. It spurs you up. If one can make me feel like it's boy, fifty, say boy, hundred, boy, thousands, boy, millions. They read the testimonies of people like Raynan Bunky, Billy Graham, and you see the number of souls their lives reached. You just say, you know, God is serious. They have to make another heaven. <laughs> another, another heaven. Because, but what? Now, I'm not saying you should reduce your target, but I don't believe your number is also zero. I don't believe. I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that. Glory to God. It says, but you be watchful in all things. That the word watchful there means pay attention, be discreet. Endure afflictions. He says, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill. I think it's the old King James. He says, make full proof of your ministry. Make full proof of your ministry. Glory to God. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I trust that you have been blessed this evening. This is a call. Not just to KICC in Canada. Of course, as a young ministry, we need to emphasize this maybe a bit more. It's amazing. Ministries, when they are young, emphasize evangelism. They grow very large, and then they abandon it. And I'm praying that as we see growth in our midst, we will not abandon and fold up the master's work. In the mighty name of Jesus, whenever you step into a good company, a good, not my word, a good company, one of the things the CEO will let you know is that all of us are in sales. 
It doesn't change the fact that we have a sales department, that we have a marketing department, that we have research and development. It doesn't change the fact that we have um, um, marketing. I, I think I said marketing. It doesn't change the fact that we have management. All those departments, it's everybody, the, the, the thinking, the paradigm that makes us successful is that we see all of us, all of us are in sales. There's a dedicated sales team but all of us are in sales. Why am I saying that? Part of what we're doing is building a squad, a unique squad, right, of harvesters. Because the harvest is ready. Whether you, whether you know or not, the harvest is ready. But all of us, all of us at a level are ready part. All of us, including pastor, including my co-pastors, including head of departments, including our cell pastors, all of us at a level. We begin to challenge ourselves. How many people have you reached out to this week? You say, guess what? I bagged these seven souls. I'm so happy. They are born again. He said, they are really born again. They are really born again. They are really born again. Glory to God. Part of my duty on campus fellowship was head of evangelism. Apart from the outreach we did, my job on Thursdays, we met Thursday evenings. CFG, Christian Fellowship Group, College of Medicine, University of Lagos. Thursday evening. Part of my duty is that if you are joining us for the first time, you can't leave fellowship. Two things. You must be born again. You must be filled with the Spirit. Before you, before you step out, you are born again and you are filled with the Spirit. And it's, we emphasized it. We desired it. We prayed about it. And we saw it happen. I see that friends today, friends today, they walked into the fellowship newcomers. I'm talking of friends today. Ministered Christ to them. Got them filled with the Holy Ghost. All right. Those things don't have to be past tense. And this is my prayer for someone under the sound of my voice. This will be your ongoing testimony. In the mighty name of Jesus, glory to God. Before we round up and pray, I just want to share with us immediate steps that you can begin to take. Immediate steps. It's, it's a sign of people who are well-trained. All right? And this is, a, this is a tip the Spirit of God wants me to give someone. The motivation you need. You know when you hear sermons and you see in Scripture, ministry of angels, ministry of angels. It is important for us to understand that there are supernatural dimensions that the Spirit of God has, has assigned angelic ministry to. And Scriptures tell us that you can literally, angels are there waiting for instruction, but there is a way you can motivate them. So if your life needs angelic intervention, if you are trusting God for angelic release in places, then commit to soul winning. You know why? Because scripture says when one soul is one, there is rejoicing in heaven. There is an angel spinning the wheels. There's another one dancing. There's another one jumping because they've just seen another less soul to hell. One more coming to the presence of the Father. It's rejoicing. Now, if you are a party planner for angels, then you will see them move. You will see that, I'm, I, I kid you not, you will, you, will, you will literally discover that the things you should have been praying about, when you've now become an intercessor, praying just for souls, and now being an harvester, receiving souls, you just notice an uncommon ministry of angels. Let me tell you, angels will not necessarily get to work because you prophesied. Let's get to work. Let us get to work. Let us get to work. How can we get to work? Remember when I made the announcement about the harvesters team? All right, I said some of us will go, not some, all of us will go. Some of us will groan, not some, all of us will groan, mean praying there, watchfulness. Some of us will give, meaning that you will say, Pastor, this drive is going to need funds. We, need, we don't need regular tracts. We need something special. 
And we'll come to that next week about practical ways. We need, we need adverts. We need, we, need, we need inserts on prime time. How much is it going to cost? We need to, we need to take this seriously. Uh, some of you, the Lord is already planting that in your heart. To give, to grow, or to go. But let me just say this. For those who are well-trained, whenever, for, especially for a church like ours in KICC, where every meeting, whether it's a Sunday service, whether it's any of our daily morning prayers, which essentially are services, there is always an opportunity for someone to give their life to Christ. I told God, I cannot pastor a church where someone came in and went out, <laughs> all right, and they were, they were not given the opportunity. The least is that they said no, but that they didn't have the opportunity. I said, no, Lord, for the days we've done it, have mercy on us, but no longer. And to the glory of God, especially since our second anniversary, we've paid attention to that every service since July. Not one that we've missed. Not one that we've missed. You, can't, you may say no, all right, but we will give you that opportunity. Now, whenever that call is being made, now this is practical advice now. Part of your duty, if you are not the one making that call, is to begin to pray that, Father, let your word convict the heart of the listeners. It's amazing. Prayer starts at 5 a.m. Some people have calculated. Someone said, PD is coming for us now. Some people have calculated. First five minutes, first seven minutes, first eight minutes, praise and worship. You know, we are just worshiping. We are singing. So, oh, no. Let them continue singing. I'll join them when the fire is hot. See, God cannot be mocked. I'll join them when fire is hot. Okay. When fire is hot, they're like, well, after praise and worship, PD will now do altar call and invite people to Jesus. I don't need to be there. That is the most important moment for you to be there. So that it's not just PD speaking, or if it's, if it's a service here in the room, or for those online, you are just there praying under your breath. Father, we, we, we want souls with this call. We want souls. As this call has been made, it doesn't even have to be me. Whether any of the pastors, wherever it is, making the call, saying we are reaching out to you, there's an opportunity to meet Jesus. All right, we are not just passing time, let the first prayer point come. No, we are well trained. We are a solid army. We are well-trained people. The moment we hear, if you're under the sound of my voice and you've never met Jesus, immediately, under the sound of our breath, we're already praying. Praying in the Spirit for some of you. Unlocking the chains that have tied their hearts. Unlocking the hardness, the stony, the stony indifference that has made them resistant. I say, Father, melt that heart. We want souls today. We trust you for the harvest. That's what you do in that period. That's what we do together. So that, so that you see, it's joint effort. And then when the harvest comes... You know, it wasn't just the person who made the other call. You were a part of it. You were a part of it. Glory to God. Glory to God. And whenever we're in a service and we've done that, and you find people saying, I want to give my life to Jesus, whether I ask them to raise their hands or to put their hands on their heart, there's a party in heaven. Scripture tells us that. For the church, we applaud. We are, it's a big deal. We are not looking like, oh, they just, they just got in. No, they didn't just get trapped. They just found life. They just received eternal life. They just had their, their slates wiped clean. They just received a new list of life. It's what celebrating well-trained churches. You will notice whether other people are coming out or they are raising their hands. The church is celebrating. Before the call, they are praying. After the call, they are clapping. Glory to God. Soul saved today. Kingdom purpose achieved. That's the attitude. That's the training. Not, oh, let's just pray around them. They will not come out. I know they will. I know. Now you do. I want. Talking to us, not come out. <laughs> not come out. And then at the end of the day, in Jesus' name, amen. Mm. Moving on, let's go. Let's share the grace. No, we celebrate it. We applaud. Glory to God. Souls won. What we emphasize, we realize. Hey, 
I need to go and start my, my YouTube channel. Glory to God. You, you, you need to hear that, right? What you emphasize, you realize, but, but seriously. This is dear to the Father's heart. This is dear to the Father's heart. And you are dear to the Father's heart. So feel his heartbeat. Let what hurts him hurt you. Not at the level of bad news, but there's solution, there's good news. Run with it. Ensure it is good news. It is the gospel. And we'll see the power of God manifest. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for the anointing of your spirit and your word that has come in as we've begun this series. Let us not just be hearers of your word, but doers of your word. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want to pray for someone who has heard this. You've been inspired, but you know you don't have Jesus. You know you are not born again. You know you've not made that decision. Maybe you play church. Maybe you do church. <laughs> Maybe you're active. Maybe you do religion. But you know you have no relationship with the Father. You know His Spirit is not resident in you. I want to encourage you this evening. Today is your day. This is your moment. Not tomorrow. Not tomorrow. This is your moment. You don't have to continue in that pretense. What you've done is you've mastered pretense. But you know there's been no genuine change. This is your day. This is your evening. I want you to acknowledge your need for a Savior. The Father's arms are wide open. He's not here to flog you. He's here to receive you and to welcome you home. He's saying, come on, my son. Come on, my daughter. I want you to believe that what Jesus did, he did it for you. He came for you. He died for you. He was buried for you. But the grave could not hold him, and he's alive today. And he wants to live in you. He wants to live through you. He wants to bring the Father glory through your life, through your testimony, through your dominion, and through the path that has been set for you. I want you to acknowledge and confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord and Savior over your life. Thank you, Father, for these sons and daughters making this decision this evening. I ask, Father, as they relinquish their old ways, that you let there be a transmission of your grace that makes them able to live a life of victory over sin. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because resurrection life is transmitted to them. The old man is gone. The old nature is dead. The old one is gone. A new one is birthed. The one that will bring you glory. For your word says, if anyone be in Christ, they have become a new creation. All things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Father, let it indeed be a new day for these ones. Let the joy of salvation saturate their heart. Thank you, gracious Father. For in Jesus' name we are prayed. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What a time we've just had in God's presence. Jam those hands together. Give the Lord a big shout. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.